Lord, on this Mother's Day, to those in the trenches every day with little ones, wearing those badges of food stains, we're so thankful for how you're working through their lives. Lord, to those who have experienced loss through miscarriage or failed adoptions or other ways, Lord, we stand beside them and, and mourn with them. To those walking the very difficult path of infertility, filled with disappointment and discouragement, Lord, we walk with them too. Lord, please forgive us when we say foolish things that make it even more difficult than it already is. Lord, for those who are foster moms or mentor moms or spiritual moms, Lord, we need them. To those who have warm and close and intimate relationships with their children, we thank you, Father, and celebrate with those mothers. To those who have disappointment and distance and heartache with their children, we ask, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that they would feel your presence now more than ever. To those who have lost their mothers, Lord, I pray that you would give them strength. To those who have experienced abuse at the hands of their own mother, we grieve with you and ask for supernatural healing. For those who have aborted children, we remember them and we remember you on this day. To those who are single moms, who are taking care of their children, we acknowledge the added stresses and difficulties and ask, Lord, that you would give them an extra portion of grace and mercy. Lord, to those who step-parent, we pray that you give wisdom on the co complex path that they walk. And to those who are pregnant, both expected and surprising, we rejoice with you. And this Mother's Day, we lift you all up. Mothering is not for the faint of heart, and we stand with you in prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our purpose is going to come up on the screen. If you would proclaim this purpose with me, it's to reach and transform people by the power of the gospel in biblical community. Our shorter catechism question for this morning as we go through one each week, an amazing uh, book of questions and answers by our church fathers. This is question 89. How is the word of God made effective to salvation? The spirit of God makes the reading, but especially the preaching of the word, an effective means of convicting and converting sinners and building you up in holiness and comfort through faith to salvation. And that's one of the reasons why we gather together, to hear God's word, and we believe that God is supernaturally working through it. It's awesome to be able to worship with you on Mother's Day, and I get to brag a little bit about the mothers in my life this morning. I have a, some, a picture or two up, if you put those up there. So right there uh, on your left is uh, my biological mother, Pat Elkins, and she was an amazing woman who always... Uh, supported me, and it was such an amazing joy. Many of you have heard the story for me to lead her to faith in Christ as she was battling through cancer. And we deeply, deeply miss her, but we rejoice that she is with our Savior in streets of gold, and I'm so, so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for the other mothers in my life. Uh, Cheryl Herkel entered uh, my life when I was younger, and I didn't even understand what it meant to have a, a stepmom. But as I've, over the years, gotten to know her, and gotten to know her heart, seeing her come to faith in Christ, it just brings me so much joy. And she's such an amazing and caring person, always supporting me, loving me. She's a hilarious person. She loves our kids. And I'm just so grateful that God blessed me with an amazing stepmother. You know all the stories you hear about mother-in-laws, about how they're bad and things like that? I have the complete opposite. <laughs> I have an amazing mother-in-law who loves me and my family dearly, and I'm uh, just blown away by her kindness, her love, her grace uh, towards us, and her strength, and I'm so thankful for you, Carol, my southern mama. 
And then I get a first-hand view of the most amazing mom in the world. She doesn't like me talking about her publicly, so I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. But I am just so grateful and thankful that God has graced our kids with an amazing mom who's unbelievably sacrificial. So thank you, Christy, for all that you do. It's awesome to privilege for me to have all these moms in my life, and it's also an awesome honor for me to be able to preach on Mother's Day. Because I know uh, for some of you, you're guys, and so I want to keep your attention here this morning, so we're going to try to do that. But this is uh, mainly about the ladies and the moms this morning. Some of you, like I prayed, are, are single, and some of you, this is a painful day. Uh, for some of you, it's, it's a joyful day. Some of you, it's difficult. Some of you, uh, you're, you're struggling through it, and some of you are overjoyed. And so we believe in the power of God's word. We believe in the power of God's spirit, and so we want to inspire and encourage you all this morning. Christy and I talk all the time how there should be like an award system for moms like they do in corporate America. Like, so if you work like 60 hours outside the home and then come home and take care of your kids, like you should get a bonus. You should get like a professional massage at the end of each week, right? Or if you cook dinner every night, you should have bonus time and get like a free night out. Or like if you do endless laundry, all of a sudden like this bonus pops up and you can get a free manicure or pedicure, right? Or I mean, it would be awesome to, to be able to do that. And so that's why we want to give you that, that scented sachet. Am I saying that right? Okay. I was not familiar with that word until uh, this week. I'm glad Samantha explained it. But for a few of you, uh, we wanted to bless you a little bit extra. So two ladies in here should have a sticker on their bulletin. Uh, look on your bulletin. Uh, either on the front or the back, there should be a, a sticker on there. If you have a sticker on your bulletin, will you raise your hand? I've got something a little extra uh, for you. Front or back of your bulletin. Okay, we have one. Awesome. You do too? All right, there you go. There is um, something that was picked out by a woman. It's a gift card and some scented bath salts. And so there you go. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Happy Mother's Day. And we want to make sure all the rest of you will get the scented sachet, so you'll get that. And I also wanted to share with you uh, a little Mother's Day trailer that I believe should just be playing around our houses as you moms take care of kids. So here's that trailer. This spring. Only one hero. can save her family and prevent disaster. Mom, we're gonna be late for school. I don't think so. Whoa. Experience the phenomenon that critics are calling inspiring. Mom, I can't find number 17. Come on, Billy, dig deep. A lot of fun. Genius. Mom, where's my phone? Table. Keys. Mudroom. Dragon Man. Under the couch between the monkey and the flip-flop. How does she do that? Created by God to demonstrate his love with grace, elegance, and poise. Have you seen 
you seen my... <laughs> we don't need the guy talking. Get him out of there. You ever feel like that? I mean, moms, you're awesome. You're amazing. And I want you to know that Jesus' grace is sufficient for you. Jesus' grace is sufficient for you. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it says this, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Moms, have you ever thought something like this? If I could just get my act together and run a tighter ship, my home will be more peaceful too. Your, your husband is running all around, not really helping out, and, and you wish you could just use your brain, try harder, be more consistent, and you might be able to control your kids. Uh, not to mention help them with long division. Ever thought, so-and-so has it all together. Her house is clean. Her children are well-behaved. They're not running around like crazy people after dinner. She's organized. She's creative. She's disciplined. She always knows what's going on with her friends and family. She arrives on time and is always prepared. She doesn't forget birthdays or fail to sign up her kids for sports. She does it all well, and you can't even manage it in a halfway decent way. Have you ever thought you're failure? You ever thought that there, maybe you're useless? You ever thought there was something wrong with you? You ever thought you don't have what it takes to be a good mom or you're not enough? Well, I want to tell you that's a lie from the pit of hell because Jesus' grace is sufficient for you. So we live in this world, this social media world where everyone puts all their best stuff out there for us, right? And we all look and we all compare and and it's about being more than adequate. The original word in the Latin for adequate means to make level or to be equal with. But we live in a world where that's not good enough, that you need to be more than adequate. You need to go the extra mile. In our world, in our area of self-sufficiency, we see people that are constantly lifted up. Those are people that are highly intelligent. And they seem to have an edge on everyone with their, with their wits with people and their academic degrees to boot. They seem to have an edge on everyone. And then in the Christian circles, the second group of people that seems to uh, be more than adequate, more than enough, is all the people that are deeply religious. They always seem to have the appropriate scripture to say. They're always turning to prayer at the right time. They're seemingly at church all the time, and we tend to compare ourselves to those. And then the last group of people are all the people that are greatly gifted with different skills, especially musicians or athletes, and they make obscene amounts of money, and they're good-looking, uh, and they can speak well, and so we lift those people up. And we're actually shocked when people like that fall from grace, right? I mean, what's our reaction when we hear about Lance Armstrong or, or Tiger Woods, we see a mugshot of these people that are, that are people that we lift up. We're shocked uh, that, they would, that they would fall short. But in 1 Corinthians 4, Paul says, Who regards you as superior? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did not receive it, why do you boast as that you not received it? See, every ability, everything that we have, moms, everything that we have to, to help our kids grow comes from the Lord. See, James says, every good thing given 
And every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. He reminds us that he is the one that's taking care of our kids. We get to, to steward them while they're here, but they're his kids. And he has given us gifts to be able to care for them. To understand this verse a little bit more, you have to understand the context of what's going on. There were law-abiding Judaizers that were coming into the Corinth church, and they, they were people that were legalists. They were people that believed they could follow the law of Moses more than anyone. They were deeply religious. They were following the laws, and they were persecuting everyone that was not doing it the way they were doing it. They were pointing out their weaknesses. They were saying, if you just be like us, then you could have it all together. But Paul, trying to inspire the church in Corinth and at the same time inspiring us, first boasts about all the ways that Christ has worked in his life. And then he points out that he has a weakness. If you go back a few verses here, it says, to keep me from coming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given to me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. We don't really know what the thorn is. Theologians for centuries have debated what the thorn in the flesh was. Was it sexual temptation? Was it migraine headaches? Was it anxiety? Was it some other type of physical handicap? Was it fevers? Was it poor eyesight? They've debated about this. I'm so glad that it wasn't named. Because with it not being named, all of us can relate to it. Moms, you can relate to it. Any way that, that you feel weak, any way that you don't have strength, you can relate to it. Even if you don't feel uh, that you may have a, a weakness, all of us as humans struggle with a thing called sin. Every single one of us falls short. Every single one of us doesn't have it together. Every single one of us is imperfect. And we see in Scripture the bad news about our sin. In Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In Romans 3.10, it says, As it is written, there's none righteous. No, not one. In Romans 5.12, it says, Therefore, just as, uh, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. In Romans 6, it says, For the wages of sin is death. Are you so thankful that scripture doesn't end there? It continues on and says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see the transition from the bad news to the good news? That we are all in sin, but in our weakness and in our shame that he came to die for us so that if we believe in him, we could have eternal life. And that's what Romans 10 says, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So I'm going to ask you this morning, have, have you made that confession? See, it's really simple. It's as simple as A, B, C. A, to admit that we're sinners and that we can't save ourselves. B, to believe that Jesus lived a perfect life, a life we could never imagine living, and that he died on the cross, a painful and awful death, and rose from the dead. Do you believe that? And then C is to confess with your mouth to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. If you've never done that this morning, won't you do that? 
Won't you put your faith and trust in Christ? And if you will do that this morning, please mark it on your card or come and see the prayer team after the service. We'd love to help you grow in your faith. And if you have put your faith and trust in Christ, especially the mothers here this morning, I would love for you to take the action step of resting. Isn't that an awesome action step? We don't think of an action being rest. But I think so often we actually have to be told, we have to force ourselves to rest in this go, 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 especially all of the moms. I think of a working mom outside the home who's working 60 hours a week, coming home, taking care of her kids. I think about the stay-at-home mom who's running around everywhere, the single mom that's trying to do it on her own. Rest in his grace. My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. That word perfected in the original Greek language is the same word that Christ used on the cross when he said, it is finished. It's the same word. The power that uh, Jesus says on the cross, it is finished. I've overcome uh, the world. I've overcome sin. It is finished. It's the same way he says, my grace gives you power that is perfect, that is finished. If you just Trust and rest in him. 1 Corinthians 1 says, God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And so I want to help you this morning to rest in his grace. I think one of the ways that you can rest in his grace is to study the author and perfecter of grace. If we're going to live out a true, authentic gospel message, moms, if you're going to live that in your life, then you have to get to know the one that gives grace. And that's why we provided the studies for you. I hope you dig into those because there's personal Bible reading in there. There's a time for you to study the word. And it doesn't take much time. I know some of you with busy schedules are thinking, how am I going to do that? But how are you going to rest without knowing him? So allow him to do that. Grab one of those studies. Let him direct you and move you. Listen to, to worship music as you're going throughout your day. I love it's just an attitude change for me. Listen to some type of worship music. For me, it's typically the worship songs that Skillet plays. But I love listening to those songs because it just gets me right into the back and back into the mood of resting in Him and counting on Him. As you're doing all the things that you're doing, some of you may have the opportunity to listen to podcasts. Christy listens to FamilyLifeToday.com all the time, and I highly encourage you. It's so encouraging to moms, especially. So make sure you, you're filling up your life with things of the Lord so you can rest in him. Another way that you can rest in him is, is just to enjoy the Lord. I mean, when was the last time that you sat in, 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 in grace, sat and rest in him, and just enjoyed him? Got up a little early, stayed up a little late after the kids went to bed, and just enjoyed him. See, he's blessed us with so many blessings. I mean, when was the last time you just wrote down some things that you're thankful for? It's amazing how it changes your heart when you do those things. And I think we need to believe that the Lord will help you. I'm so grateful and thankful for all the ways that the Lord has helped me, and I'm so thankful to see how hundreds of people have been helped by the Lord. I get a front row seat to that. I love the, the great uh, evangelist, and he was an, an orphan director. In his autobiography of George Mueller, he constantly said, the Lord help me. Don't you love that? 
I mean, here's a guy that started an orphanage, didn't take any salary at all, and he said he wanted to show to people that the Lord would always provide for his needs. And so throughout all of his autobiography, over and over again, the Lord helped me. The Lord helped me. He counted on the Lord to provide for him. He was constantly pointing back to the source. And I think some of the reason why we don't do that is because we don't believe that he can actually answer our prayers. We don't believe that he's actually going to show up in the situations that are in. So I encourage you to bring every situation to the Lord. As you're parenting, as you're mothering, as you're going through life, believe that the Lord will actually show up. I mean, you ever consider what that would be like for you as a mom? Instead of worrying about the next thing, the next thing on the schedule, the next thing that's going to happen, we just believe that he was going to show up, that he was going to direct our ways, he was going to help us, he was going to guide us. I mean, it seems almost impossible to do, right? But what if we just took a little baby step? I mean, I found that way of living to be exciting, to be thrilling, to just say, I'm going to count on you, God, for the next step. So what if we just tried to do that a little bit this week as we rested in his grace? The great preacher Charles Spurgeon says, Bounteous is Jehovah in his nature, to give in his delight. His gifts are beyond measure precious. And they are freely given as the light of the sun. He gives grace to his elect because he wills it, to his redeemed because of his covenant, to the called because of his promise, to believers because they seek it, to sinners because they need it. He gives grace abundantly, seasonably, consistently, readily, and sovereignly. Grace in all of its forms he freely renders to his people. So moms, what, what are you dealing with right now? What do you consider the thorn in your flesh? Is it depression is it anxiety is it parenting issues is it marriage issues are you just feeling exhausted i want to encourage you this morning to ask the lord to make his grace sufficient for you yes he can remove those things from your life but i believe he wants to work through those things to show that his grace is sufficient that in the midst of all the craziness in the midst of all the responsibilities he wants you to know his grace is sufficient. And he wants you to know your identity in him. I'm so grateful that we have the word of God that can tell us who we are in Christ. Mothers, this is who you are. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And how good does it feel to be chosen? I remember when I was trying to apply for colleges, I applied to Flagler College, and I had the opportunity to uh, be flown down to be interviewed for the scholarship called the Lewis Wiley Scholarship. It was a full scholarship to go to Flagler College. I came down, interviewed. I did okay during the interview. I didn't feel great about it. They told me they would call me in about two weeks to let me know what the results were. I got a call in about two weeks, and I answered the phone. They said, this is Mark Willier, the admissions director at Flagler College, and I've got some really bad and embarrassing news for you. Andy, you weren't supposed to come down to be a finalist uh, for the scholarship. We made a clerical error. We made a mistake. We're really, really sorry about that. At least you got a free trip to Florida, right? Can you imagine my heart sunk? 
And then that jerk said, I'm just joking, you got the scholarship. I'm like, come on! I couldn't have been too mad at him because I had been chosen. And it was an amazing and humbling thing. It felt really good to be chosen. But this is much better than a scholarship. Mothers, you're chosen by God. He loves you. He's for you. He's not against you. Listen, you, you don't have to prove your worth to your kids. You don't have to prove your worth to your spouse. You don't have to prove your worth to the world. Your worth is already established. It's already established by God. You're a chosen people, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. That's who you are. His grace is sufficient for you. Don't forget that. That's why we have that sentence sachet as a reminder of the fragrant grace that he will give you hope, that he will give you strength, that he will give you peace, and you can rest in his grace. Let's pray together. Dear Father, we approach your throne on behalf of the mothers whom you've entrusted with the care of your most precious little ones. We thank you for creating each mom with a unique combination of gifts and talents. We thank you for the sacrifice of, of self each mom gives for her children. Lord, we thank you for the hands that are callous from washing and wiping and scrubbing and mixing and stirring and hugging and patting and disciplining and holding and writing and painting and pouring. Lord, we thank you for the gift of moms for their kids, whether it's stay-at-home moms or working outside the home moms or moms who have a combination of the two. Lord, we thank you for the flexibility of moms, for their tirelessness, their perseverance, and for their devotion. Lord, we pray that you give each mom strength. Help her see in each mundane task the eternal significance that you place on motherhood. Help her to understand that the most radical world-changing events may be happening right there in her home. Lord, help her to forgive those who undermine her, her significance. Lord, we pray especially for single moms who must lean on you for the fathering of their children. We pray that your big arms would surround their children and who may never know their earthly father. Lord, we also pray for mothers who have never had the honor of bearing children, but whose nurturing extends to many spiritually poor and needy in their lives. Lord, we ask you to be the daily bread for tired mothers, and we ask you to be their living water. We ask you to be their source of spiritual and physical strength. We pray the same grace that flow from the Father to the Son for us with salvation would flow, flow from mothers to their children. We pray that each mother rejects perfectionism and instead embraces the goodness of the gospel and rests in your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.